Saturday night, Sunday morning, from uh, the Eaton House. Great band, again. I forget what they're called, doesn't matter. They're uh, always good bands. And Earl the DJ, who does just an amazing job of keeping the tunes rolling and the people up dancing. I love the Eaton House. And I'm always a little surprised that there aren't more, that the place isn't packed. The people haven't discovered how great these kind of old... The word we came up with, Brian and I, was unpretentious. That some guy just got up on stage when the band was playing the last song, the last couple of songs, and they played the uh, Rock on Lion. And this guy got up there to act it out. And basically, he just rolled his belly and didn't sing. And, uh, made faces and turned his cap around and just went along with the tune on the backup girls sang. And at first you thought, what the fuck is that guy doing up there? <coughs> and then very soon you say, wow, that's cool. That's fun. That guy's just having a blast and that wasn't planned and even the girls' singers are uh, surprised. Who is this clown? What do we do? I guess we can just go along with it, you know? Because that's the kind of place the uh, Eaton House is downtown Toronto. Woo, in a club. Hey, you're going to be thrown out, man, if not shot, stabbed. So, uh, I love me, uh, the Eaton House. This is Scarborough Dude doing a guest spot on the uh, Baby Sally podcast. I'll get back to you on that later. Um, before that, of course, it was the only cafe with me, Brian, and the lovely Lisa. For a few pints of uh, their very, very good range of beer, I had a black IPA, which I've never had before, and it was not bad. It was not bad. I forget the brewery and where it was from. Do I sound like I'm singing in kind of a dancing voice, you know? Like it's not my normal voice. I'm kind of singing along with you. Now, what I did today, I listened to Dixon Jeans episode number 41. 41 was an episode I lost, and back in those days, you could actually... Put out a plea on your next podcast. Say, hey, sometime down the road, realize you're collecting it. Hey, I've lost 41, and there was another, I think it was 33 and 41. And sure enough, there was a listener who had saved them to her disc and gave them back to me. 
And what a wonderful thing. And so the, the point being, in those early days of podcasting, 2006, 2007, 2008, people were still sending notes. And uh, is this it? No, this is important. Still sending notes and comments. And you realize, wow, they meant so much. And it felt so good to get a comment. And you, you it really helped. I guess to some degree make the community, but often the people who wrote the comments are people you never saw. The next is the fact that somebody took the time the to listen and, and say back. I think what I realized, because I, I'm, I'm probably going to put number, is it 41 that I say? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it was. 41 back on the feed. In fact, I've already uploaded it. I just have to put a, you know the link to it. As maybe a surprise download for anybody who's still subscribed to Dixon Jane, say, hey, here's 41 again. Because it was a much younger me. And I don't know, I, if I cared more was part of it, but there was a success to those early days when I certainly did my first hundred podcasts of just was being intimate. And I felt people were caring. The listeners were caring. And, and I, that is, it's been lost. I don't feel it now, and I don't, I don't blame anybody. It's just the times. There's just so much. There's so many more podcasts for starters. There's just so much else going on. We, we've just all been swamped, and there isn't that time. It's not this new thing anymore. Wow, I listened to a show last week, and he said this, and I'm going to tell him what I thought about that. Got the time for that? Uh, maybe, especially if most of your listeners are podcasters. Hey, man. you want to know what I have to say? Listen to my podcast. Anyway, uh, that's probably none of what I had intended to say. I just wanted to tell you it was another great evening with my buddy Brian at the two bars I love the most, and both certainly within wonderful easy commuting distance for me. The only cafe, Donlin Subway, and then head up towards Pape and um, find the Eaton House. And you're going to either have a great DJ or a good band and use your combination of both. And you'll be glad you win. So I am tonight. That's uh, that's just my start. I'm here. Yeah, obviously I'm sitting on the subway. We're just slowly chugging into Kennedy Station. From here, I got to get a bus. From the bus, I cross the street and get my car. I'm gonna get my car. I'll probably talk to you again because I don't think I'm quite ready to go home. And I I really want to share how happy I felt tonight. How how proud I felt of the Dixon James Zine. How good I felt about doing that again great pleasure I take in just placing every little bit of text and maybe a little icon or something to go with it or just some other something to make it visually appealing in that bar down the middle separating the columns and the tiny little details that you have to pay attention to, the size of the font, the spacing between the paragraphs. Like that's, I mean, it, you know, the default 12, no, I can it's got to be six, it's got to be a little tighter, it's got to be a little tighter, but still there has to be a space to make it easy for the reader. It, it's the same detail I put when, I, when I'm going to lay down a, a tune on the Dixon Janes or Baby Sally podcast. 
and I want it just to overlap just right with me saying, here's a nice tune for you. And the tune coming in, maybe it's just going to be underneath that, those words. And then ending as you have no idea what the next clip is going to be. It might be the sound of water, could be the sound of rain, who knows. Could be the sound of a subway coming into its last stop for the night. Yeah. some hope, maybe reactivate that nerve, but otherwise, I, for the rest of my fucking life, you can hear me clumping around like this. Clive Davis. That didn't mean, doesn't make any sense, I'm sorry. It just, I'm thinking of those, you know, the Clydesdales. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Clydesdales. <laughs> ah, yeah. Brain's turning to mush, too, but you knew that already. Doesn't really matter all that much to you. Two subway cars in here tonight. It's kind of neat looking. Both empty, both of the doors wide open. But I'm walking to the escalator because it's a fucking two-floor-up trip. So this is a, like a double, double-decker escalator. And uh, I just don't have the energy to walk. And if I don't catch one bus, if I don't get the 86, I'll get the, uh, the 116. So we're good to go. I hadn't planned on taking it around with me, riding the escalator to uh, Kennedy Station. There have been shootings at this station, stabbings. There's been stuff that goes on. Sort of the last station in uh, Scarborough. No. Do I see a bus? Oh, fuck. There is a bus. I gotta get it. 86. Gotta run, gotta catch. Because you don't want to just fucking miss a bus. No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thank you so much. All right. Gentlemen, thank you. All right, put this baby away because we're on the bus. It's no longer private. Thank you.
Cemetery. Found a lovely spot. I'm on a bench, uh, facing a few beautiful maple trees. In fact, the whole park is really quite beautiful. It's huge, huge cemetery here in uh, Scarborough, just off Birch Mount Road and uh, St. Clair. Um, and there's just so many roads within here, you know, and it's all winding pathways. It's it's wonderful. I have podcasts from here before. But today's special, I guess we're coming up on Remembrance Day, and at church today we had uh, two minutes of silence and kind of a Remembrance Day service with uh, a gentleman who is a a writer and uh, writes about Canadian history and other things. And, of course, I bought one of his books about discovering the Dead Sea Scrolls, sort of a historical novel, and... Uh, I don't know what it's like, but I, it was 15 bucks, and he was there signing them, and I thought, why not? <sighs> and then, in my mind, while we're on the topic of books, uh, last night, of course, there's a walk between the only cafe and the Eaton House, and we always pass Circus Books. Wonderful, wonderful spot on the Danforth, so that would be just a little bit uh, west of uh, uh, Donlands. And every time we walk, we pull in. There's a, there's a huge glass showcase on both sides and an amazing selection of books. Like, what's contemporary stuff, uh, music, records, uh, pop culture, uh, rock, rock star biographies and stuff. And it always draws you in. But last night, there was a book. And, of course, I have it right here with me. Uh, by Achebe, the Nigerian writer. Uh, Chinua Achebe, there was a country, a personal history of Biafra, 
and I saw it and it's hardcover and I could not get it out of my mind. Uh, Biafra, or what was Biafra, was the part of Nigeria I was posted to originally. And if you've heard the story, they canceled the posting when I was in uh, in Kano and said, sorry, we'll put you somewhere else. And of course, put me in a much better place. But I, I had this connection to Biafra. And of course, before going to Nigeria, we read a lot about the history and so on. And, and the Biafran War... I guess it's sort of a forgotten war now, but it was horrific. I mean, basically, they ended up just starved them to death. Um, and while there, we, we in fact, we went to uh, uh, Calabar. I think it was in Biafra. probably would have been the capital. And while I was in Nigeria, of course, in Lagos, I went to a market, and somebody dug in the ground. They had hidden Biafran currency and stamps. So, of course, that was a collectible for us Cusos. Wow because it was illegal to sell that stuff. So anyway, I have a special feeling of, of, of great sadness, but also wanting to know more. And Achibi is the fellow who wrote Things Fall Apart and No Longer at Ease. And for this to be a personal history of Biafra, I, I thought, wow, I must have it. And once I have something like that in my mind, I cannot let it go. So uh, today, right after church... Got home, made a sandwich, told my wife, I've got to go to a bookstore. And, of course, while there, you know, I had 30 minutes in the parking meter. Well, it's just enough time to browse around. And I found another book called Joni. You can guess who that is. The Creative Odyssey of Joni Mitchell. And I picked it up. You know, you pick something up and you put it back and you pick it up and you put it back and you walk around. And... I knew, I've learned now, if I were to leave the bookstore without that book, it would haunt me again, and I'd have to go back, and I'd have to look for it, and hope it was still there, and then buy it. So it was only $9, so I got off pretty lucky today. How much? Uh, 15 and 15 30 40 bucks or so on books, uh, none of which I should be collecting, but I have to, absolutely have to. Now, the thing that got me about the Joni book, of course, it's this crazy connection to not only this podcast, can I read you something, uh, because, I mean, Joni, come on, man, we're talking about Woodstock, the whole section on Woodstock, talking about Leonard Cohen and Bob Dylan and all the other people she's with, or was with. Um, I flipped through and I found a passage of a party she was at back at the Leonard Cohen's house. Oh, man, I, I gotta read that. And I probably have to share a little bit of that in the Dixon Jane zine. So that, uh, that's that. I have this passion, this, this compelling urge to continue to buy books. And here it is. Our church is having its bazaar next Sunday. And asking for volunteers. And I put my name down for the book section, knowing it's a mistake because I'll probably want to buy the books that are there or the leftovers. And I shouldn't be involved at all. I don't know even if I will go. Bazaars are deadly for me because I'll buy more stuff. And the, the point is, they're asking for donations. They're wanting people to go through their home and find things you don't want anymore, don't need anymore. And I've probably got a house full of that stuff, but I can't let it go. I can't let it go. Not yet. Not ready. Okay. 
So back to the present, back to this moment, back to why I decided to podcast from here. First of all, it's, it's sort of it was on the way home from the bookstore, and I do have to get home and mark papers. It's sunny today again, another glorious fall day, and I'm hoping I can set up a, my lounge chair and uh, mark on the deck before it gets too cold. It's Sunday. It feels wonderful. It feels like yeah, Sunday wine day. Now the other thing about this particular spot I chose after circling through this monstrous, monstrously huge cemetery is I'm sitting at the foot, and I could reach out and touch the barrel of a pounder, 17-pounder anti-aircraft, anti-tank gun used by the Canadian Army during World War II. There I am. I'm touching it now for you and for the veterans, for the soldiers, for those who died, for those who were scarred for life for those who suffered and wounded who died miserable deaths here World War II World War One. it did shape of course my family life I, I mean I could never think about this without thinking of well my grandfather and my father my grandfather my uh, mother's side just settled in Vancouver, Vancouver Island, 1910. He's got a farm. He's going to have a new life in the colonies. But being a good British citizen, when the call came to enlist, sign up, go over to England and fight that battle, you'll be home by Christmas, he did. And, of course, did not get home by Christmas. And I don't know the whole story. Um where he served and while we have some papers but I know he suffered from it I know he came back and probably not the same man he was always a very sensitive soul anyway and I don't think uh, the war was good for him he did eventually get gangrene in the leg in the leg and have the leg amputated at St. Anne's Veterans Hospital and uh, was very bitter about that couldn't walk again fitted him with a very clumsy artificial leg but he was never able to manage and then my father of course there's still that mystery of what did he do and what did he experience and I am reading now this other book that I bought at the last church bazaar sale that I went to uh, about code breaking and everything during World War II and all the call up of uh, Canadians learning to crack Japanese codes but also just the amount of people they needed just to listen so if, if at the very least my father would have been a listener being a morse code operator would have been trained to listen in on uh, because this is all about intercepting all the messages so they could find out where where are these fleet movements where are the subs going where are they uh, and who is uh, who are spies? I mean, and South America was was a, just a web of spies, and they were nobody wanted to touch them, just leave them be. And they were able to send back to Germany notes on when these huge convoys were going out, and where, and what ships, and how many soldiers, and so on, until uh, finally the Americans put pressure and busted them up and arrested them. Uh, but of course, we did have spy networks in support of the Germans in Canada. So. Everybody has their story. All right, going to uh, change um, topics, I guess, a little bit, although that was a transition. Everybody has their story. Last night, uh, as usual, I had my two pints, and then I step out and have a toke in the, I'm going to say the hallway, in a doorway. 
and come back in and suddenly, wow, everything is just so much more interesting. I'm, I'm seeing things with much greater clarity. Uh, certainly at the time, it seems that way. But I had real, real, real insights into why I'm doing the Dixon Jane zine, what, it, what its meaning is, what its purpose. And of course, I dumped this on uh, Brian and the lovely Lisa while it's still fresh in my mind and uh, the words are just pouring out. Um, but I believe them to be true. It's not that, oh, he's stoned and he's talking nonsense. It's He's high, but he's seeing things from that just little shift of perspective that marijuana allows you, graces you with. And the perspective was that, in essence, we're all so different and... and it's almost impossible to understand each other, but it is important to express ourselves and, when you can, tune into other people's stories and their lives and what makes them tick and what makes them happy or sad and, you know, sense some of the complexity of all these other lives around you, your friends. Show that you care. Care. And I think one of the ideas, or it seemed at the time, and of course it's kind of elusive when you're high and you have these ideas, they they're, they're, they tend to be fleeting, floating, and you float them, um, is that this, this, this allows all the different people who choose to write in to express themselves, say, hey, this is me, this is who I am, this is what I care about, this is what I feel, this is what I think. And that's just a, a noble purpose, and it's a wonderful thing. Yes, by all means, put your voice out there and do it in whatever fashion you choose, whether it be a poem or a, a question or a little short story or an anecdote or the sharing of something else, an insight. There are just so many possibilities. And again... I just felt so good about it. I felt, yes. And I'm just so happy about this path, which seemed probably quite strange from jumping from writing my own stories, writing my own book, you know, to, you know, my thing is the Dixon Jane zine. For now, this is what's filling me with happiness and excitement and making me just turned on. So, I guess I didn't really capture what it was. I thought I had captured last night, but it was a, it was a celebration of the uniqueness of it. Um, I did say, as I looked at Brian, I said, you know, your story is CBC worthy because it's not about the things you've done necessarily. Although, you know, I've surrounded myself with very, very interesting friends who've done a hell of a lot. If I take the barstool Buddha, where is he now in Laos, you know, just building dams? This, uh, this is an amazing path this man has followed to get him there. Um, but Brian's teaching his all his adult life up north. And then married to... A wonderful woman who bore him three fine sons. And then their lives drift apart and separate. And they live apart. And she plays for the other team. I don't know any other way to say that. I'm sorry. It sounds very ignorant. 
But it, 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 you can't shut out. She's a lesbian. But she has decided she is. And they're better friends now and have a better, air quotes, marriage than they ever did. Or they did in their later years anyway. It's just, it's just fine. They, they've, they have this freedom of being themselves, which sometimes in a lot of marriages people lose and just aren't able to claw back. You become stifled, you become trapped, you become locked in this thing that's, that defines your personality for you and decides who you are, and yet here they are. Brian and Maureen are being themselves. Brian just got back from three days of just touring around Niagara Peninsula. We'll be off again, who knows where, who knows when. But it just struck me that they're, it's, it's very contemporary, it's very progressive, it's very modern, it's very liberal, and it's a very interesting story. And then I think back, well, hey, you know, if you're going to do Brian, you got to do me too. Married to this wonderful Japanese woman, eloped on Halloween. My God, that's cool. Had about three honeymoons, Sato Island, where we just basically hid out. And then off to Thailand, where we announced our wedding. And then the trip to Canada via the Trans-Siberian Railway. Holy fuck, that's cool. Well, that's just the start, man. And here I am. Years and years later, sitting in a cemetery in Scarborough on a beautiful fall day, feeling very good about things. I was listening to, probably this is a new topic, <laughs> uh, I think I mentioned maybe episode 41, Dixon James from about 10 years ago, uh, earlier, you know, times when I wasn't so happy. And it seems that I really, I have somehow traveled down the road, through experiences, through, through, I don't know what's got me to where I am now, but I'm in a very happy, positive place of growth. Uh, physically, of course, I'm a wreck. You, you know that. But mentally, spiritually, emotionally, in a better place than I've been in a very, very, very long time. Uh, and I guess, to some degree, it's thanks to this new network of friends I have through the podcast and now through the zine. I know I failed to capture what I thought I had understood. Maybe between the lines, maybe something came out, I don't know. All I know now, I guess it's time to uh, put an end to this, head on home, get back down to doing the marking I should be doing but it's going to be awfully damn hard with these books right here I've got to I'm a, I'll allow myself maybe the forward in each of the books to, uh, to before I sat down to my, doing my marking uh, another nice day in church so many nice people that I like to talk to um, I suppose maybe it's it's Dixon Jane's worthy baby Sally worthy uh, somebody in church gave me a beautiful used roach clip as a little gift today. Now, that's not the way I used to understand what church was about, that somebody would give you a roach clip in church. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, maybe, someday, somebody out there in the listening audience or the reading audience will uh, be on the other end of a joint being held by this very roach clip. 
Who knows? All right. Time to go. And uh, I hope something in there made sense. Uh, It is a time to remember. It is a time to be grateful. And I am grateful, grateful, grateful for the time I was born in, for the peace I was born into, uh, for the freedoms I enjoy and celebrate in Canada. For all the gifts that I should forever be grateful for. Thank you, those of you who are unknown, those soldiers, those men, those people who suffered and sacrificed and died. You have given me everything. And uh, I am doing my very best to uh, make the best of it. Amen. to decide You know I go back there tomorrow But for the work I've taken on Stoking the star maker machinery Behind the popular song
I don't know why I'm recording now because uh, I'm not feeling very happy. Uh, not that that has ever stopped me before. Uh, but just maybe my mood is matching the day. It's overcast, it's windy, it's getting colder. And uh, I'm feeling a little old and cold, maybe. This bloody walk, this stomp of mine, it really is annoying. And uh, it just appears I'm just going to have to live with this. Like, this is it. Bam. Sorry, buddy. You're just like an old fucking car, and you can't trade yourself in for a new one. You're just going to keep on going until you can't go anymore. And I know quite a few people my age, in their 60s, just starting to feel it. Wow, it starts to catch up to you. And, of course, 60s used to sound ancient to me. Now it's, no, this is the norm, you know. This is what you are. And it's the 70s that sound old, or the 80s. Oh, my God, you're frail and you can't walk anymore. But who knows? I, I just, I don't picture myself being around in my 80s, sadly. I don't know that I'll ever have grandchildren or if uh, if there are grandchildren in my family, if I'll be around to meet them. But let's not be on morbid topics. Let's move on. It's Friday. I don't know. I suppose this is the start of a new podcast. I haven't recorded for a while, it would seem, because I put out an early one last week. So this is Baby Sally Talks. Maybe it's episode 39. Maybe it's 40. I don't know. I don't care. I got to teach this afternoon. I I got up and I thought, okay, what I'll do is I'll try out my new prescription meds. Got my my vaporizer all cleaned up and recharged and uh, found out what the problem was. Like, I, I wasn't able to draw on it. I thought, this is just, it's blocked somehow. And I took the whole thing apart and saw that in the, the little stem, the, the piece that goes into your mouth, like you'd have on the end of a pipe or a teparillo, um, there were two tiny little filters in it, little screens, metal screens, and I was sticking pins in them. It took forever to get them out. And uh, I don't know if I need some sort of solution that's just going to loosen up whatever crap. Because I didn't use it all that often. But they were just clogged tight. And you were not able to draw. So I just took them out. I, I didn't even know they were there. And I don't know that they're really necessary. Uh, I'll find out when I uh, try it next. But at least now I can draw on this thing. Um, and my... Have I even done this? Have I even told you? I don't think so, that my meds arrived in the mail. I was so impressed. Canada Post comes with a nice little package, and there's three containers inside with three different kinds of marijuana, dried leaves. I've only opened one of them, the weakest. It's about just under 15% THC content. Figured I'd, I'd start with that. Um, the highest goes up to 23-something, 23%. Uh, and again, with different, you know, balance between the uh, sativa and the, um, not Latvia, no, that's not the word. Uh, whatever, read the next Dixon Jeans and you'll see a little description there. Um, so anyway, I thought, well, maybe I'll just try it this morning. I don't have to teach till 3.30, I'll be fine, you know. 
And the morning got on and something arrived for Dixon Janes and a couple more people paid their subscriptions and that just excites me no end. And I thought, what the hell? Time is running out. Now it's 1130. Uh, I needed batteries. I need stuff to do. And I thought, oh, just, just no, don't do it now. You'll, you'll regret it. This is not the time. You got to teach this afternoon. So I'm glad I made that decision at least. I do have willpower, you know, it's like a new toy I want to try out, but hey, when it's time, when it's time, buddy. Uh, which may be tonight, it'll definitely be tomorrow, Saturday, my usual talking day. Uh, so instead I went out and bought some uh, batteries, a 48-pack of batteries, because my son needs them too. And, uh, you know, for mice and things in your recorder, like the one I'm holding in my hand, and so on, the AA batteries. AA, AAA, AA, of course. So, the list which haunts me, the car servicing both my wife's and mine, which I'm usually good at, it's usually an easy job, but I've just had marking to do this week, and it's just, oh, it's taking me forever. I, I've done it. I, I make a little quota each day, and I actually make my quota. I'm I'm up to date, but already, as of yesterday, there's a new set of tests to mark. Now, these will be a little shorter, but it's just, I'm just so much slower at doing everything. And I think it's it's partly aging and partly just the mindset that I just don't fucking want to do stuff. I just want to go like to being a kid where you can just play again. I don't want adult responsibility. I don't want shit I have to do. Now... Be very clear here, folks. Doing the Dixon Janes and the Baby Sally podcast has always been nothing but a pleasure. This is what I want to do. Putting out the zine, it's absolute joy for me. It's so much fun. The piece I got today was a beautiful piece of writing. I'm not going to say who. Uh, You'll, you'll, I mean, the stuff that's in there is good and is worth reading. I'm just comfortable saying that. But just sort of doing the little layout, the little tweaking, the little, does it look just right? Is the spacing just right? Is there just a little bit of room at the bottom left for maybe one more interesting quote that maybe matches the topic, you know? That's just fun, but it eats up time, and it's time that I should be spending doing my Canadian Study Tours year-end reports for my accountant, getting the paperwork ready for closing caps, Canadian Academic Preparation School, all the winding down stuff, you know? But there's another level where things are moving along. Like the way I'm doing the Dixon Jane zine now, wow, it's it's nice. Take it into Staples, that's fine. They, they staple it. I really like it. The old ones are never stapled in the middle. I like the fact that it is. It's actually like a booklet type of thing, even though it's only 12 pages. It could go up to 16 if I had more um, contributions, and the postage would be the same. just cost a little more for the photocopying. I can handle that. But anyway, 12 for now. Uh, and this one, by the way, is just about full. There's only a little bit of space left, so anything else after this is going to have to go into the third edition. Uh, no, it's not going to be a monthly. It's going to remain quarterly. Um, and no, there will not be a condensed PDF version out there for those of you asking, which is none of you, by the way. Uh, so let's see things to do, (coughs) things not to do. So I could go home now 
I got a few hours before class and actually put together, do something productive and get it off my back, do the, get the numbers ready for my accountant. And I think, no, 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 that's too big a job. And I wouldn't be able to finish it in this amount of time. Let me do something that I could finish. I actually could go home and do some marking and finish off the first batch of tests. That's what I could do. And I'd probably end up feeling better that, hey, hey, you did something. You know, the morning's not a waste. The question, of course, has this been a waste? This me coming here driving after getting the batteries to uh, Thompson Park, or not Thompson Park, to St. Andrew's Cemetery and recording this little clip. Has this been a waste or has this been... No, you know what it's been? It's just been something I just had to do. I just had to do. And usually that is the way of my podcasts. It's not a question of, oh, well, it's Wednesday, I have to podcast. It's never, ever, ever been that way for me. It always works out that there's one a week. And so on some level, I know, oh, well, you know, time to get it out. It doesn't always come out on the same day. It often comes out, you know, all over the place. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's just something I, the time comes and it's time to talk. So this is a little, I guess, a little bit of a downer. I don't know, down for me. I don't probably not fun listening for you. So I'll try and lighten it up with a tune. But it's reality, right? We all have these ups and downs, these swings. And there are so many factors that just cause that. In my case, it's relations with people, you know. So yeah, shutting down. This is uh, this will go in. Probably it is the start. Welcome to Baby Sally Talks, real life edition. Uh, and uh, if you're not already a subscriber to the Dixon Jeans or uh, don't even know what the hell I'm talking about, email Dixon Jeans D I C K S N J A N E S at gmail dot com, and uh, I'll be sure to let you know. Uh, first edition, by the way, first copy of uh, the zine is uh, pretty well gone. I think there's maybe one or two copies left. But uh, that's good. That's how it was meant to be from the initial run of 60. Bye for now. And uh, thank you, any of you folks out there who have already actually contributed money, responded to my... Um, uh, the thing I had a little trouble sending out on Wednesday, the uh, you know the PayPal invoice... Uh, I've already had three people come back with a no thank you, and that was to be expected, and there will be more no thank yous or no replies at all. And uh, that that's fine. That's expected. But I had to do it this way, and uh, I think it's a professional way to do it. And, okay, here's one more bright spot. Now that I know how to do these things, I've got this PayPal business, I can actually, you know, keep track of who paid and when. It's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. The way it's done, I mean, this it's really, really neat to have, like, a little business on PayPal. Um, and the money just goes straight into, you know, bam, you got PayPal credit, and then I can take that money and just transfer it into my bank if I need it, or use it to buy something, you know, who knows. Uh, that's great. Uh, but it also made me think, because the other day I stopped to look in our dining room in a cabinet, these beautiful old Japanese teacups and tea sets and coffee sets and stuff from the... 1930s and earlier, and it's beautiful, beautiful condition. And I thought, you know, 
what happens to that stuff? When I get old, as I'm getting older now, and if I were, you know, say to, to die within, say, the next 10 years, anyway, I'd like to give myself at least 10 years. Um, is my wife just going to get rid of that? Do you put that out in a garage sale? Hey, this is collectible stuff. This is the the cups from occupied Japan. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. This this is so many pieces. We collected when we first got married and came to Canada, starting in Ottawa, and from all over flea markets and everything else. I have a lot of stuff. And then there's the basement artifacts. You know, some that's only personal value, but then there's the the book collection. Well, now with his PayPal account, and I know my way around. I can make a website easy enough. I've, I mean, I've got websites. I, I know my way around. I can actually put this stuff up on eBay or whatever. The drag about China Ware is mailing it, but people do that, and there are little boxes you can buy, and you just factor that into the cost. And, um, you know... The, the way the invoices are, you send the invoice, you get your money, it says print ship uh, print shipping label, bam, amazing, and uh, off you go. So this this actually this what what I I guess what I'm getting at is everything is connected in life. Everything sort of leads step by step into. You end up in a place and you think, well, how did I get here? It's kind of where I'm supposed to be, but how did I get here? What led to this? And so I'm doing that little leap into the future, that there may be a time, and I'm actually selling my books, early edition Kerouacs and stuff, you know, uh, online. And we'll know how to do it, and we'll have the, the tools necessary, and we'll help me streamline my life a little. Now, I'm saying that because I can also say, yeah, sure, you're never going to do that. Uh, That's Barnacle Bill's opinion anyway. And uh, that may be true too. But at least, I can think about it, at least the pieces are in place. Everything is aligning towards that direction because I do want to simplify my life and I do not want to leave my wife with a burden. I told her the other day, I think, you know, I should just go ahead and pay for my funeral in advance and just save her that grief. I'm not feeling like I'm dying. You know, this is not meant to be mournful. It's just facing up to the fact. You know, you get something goes wrong with your body and it, it's a boom. It's a reminder. Ooh, we are mortal beings. All right. Enough said. Heading home. Maybe do some marking. Bye for now.
Great Forest Fella.